What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 52. In this episode, we're going to talk about the title fight. Um, I spoke about it before. Uh, our fighter, Keanu, had a title fight with the PFL, and it didn't go the way we wanted to, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. We'll also discuss a little bit about complacency as it ties to the fight game and life. Um, I did career day. So I'm going to tell you how that went. And Francis Ngannou really said, You fucking dummy. I'm a prize fighter. That's what I'm supposed to fight for. A prize. Duh. About fighter pay. So what do you think? Can we break it down? But first, if you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend. Um, if you want to stop by the gym, hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. Uh, we do a trial class. If you like us. We love it. We'll sign you up and you can get started on your Muay Thai journey. And whether you've trained in the past or you're new to Muay Thai, we have a lot to offer in the way of uh, confidence building, um, understanding uh, the Muay Thai concepts, uh, self-defense, all of those wonderful things. And uh, it's family oriented. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. But please hit us up www.luckysmt.com and start your Muay Thai journey today. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, Keanu went and fought the 135-pound uh, championship fight for the PFL, and it did not go our way. Uh, in the first round, shout out to his opponent, J-Bomb Rodriguez. He was an, a, a really great fighter, full of heart, full of determination, and he did what was necessary to win the fight. Uh, he came out, he really took charge in the first round, and it took Keanu a little bit to kind of get settled into the moment, I believe. And going into the second round, we made him clear, uh, clearly aware of where we stood in the fight. But he was able to go out in the second round and, like, really do well. I mean, you know, I don't want to say he dominated, but he just, I think, you know, it was unquestioned that he had that round. A uh, head kick, you know, just a bunch of really nice, nice combinations of different things. Going into the third round, we were clear that it was going to be probably 1-1 and that he was going to have to really go out and take control again the same way he did in the second round. And as the bell rang and he went out there, um, J-Bomb, to his credit, started every round the same way. He ran across the cage and met Keanu before he could take, you know, more than two steps out. Um, so he did that again in the third round. Now, let's let's be real. He was hurt in the second round a couple of times. Um to the legs, to the arm, and he got, you know, head kicked, and he still was willing to run across there and meet Keanu, you know, head on. And I think that kind of caused Keanu to, you know, get a little complacent in his his fighting. I think he thought maybe, okay, I'm going to weather the storm, and then I'm going to come back and start, you know, doing what I do. But the storm never really kind of ended. And the idea of, you know, sort of waiting for it to, to break so that you can get an opportunity didn't present itself. There was a moment where, you know, he timed a right hook perfectly, landed it, and there was just a split second where he could really try to jump on it, and it just didn't happen. So shout out again to J-Bomb Rodriguez. I don't remember what Jimmy's from, but and shout out to PFL for a great, great opportunity and just being a good organization and allowing us, you know, and Keanu a chance to get out there and really um, do his thing. I loved it. It was great. Uh, it, on the tail of that, let's talk about complacency. 
you know, as it regards to this fight, you know, just that waiting in the third for something to happen um, that offers you an opportunity to jump in. Uh, it's like that in life as well. Like you, you can't wait. You, you have to interrupt and um, stop and, and sort of cut off the things that are happening so that you can move forward. So, you know, you can't sit around waiting for things to happen. If you want them to happen, you got to go get them. And, and sometimes that means you have to uh, intercept, you know, the negative things that are coming towards you. In this case, it was like obviously punches, kicks and so forth and so on. But in life, you know, it could be anything you know, loss of a job, or, you know, you could be sitting around waiting for something, you know, great to happen. You're going to do this, you're going to do that. And then all of a sudden you're, you lose your job. And then now you're stuck out trying to figure out what to do next. Um, and then it just compounds, right? Complacency is just really a stairway and elevator downward because the longer you're complacent, the deeper it's going to go. And, you know, I believe that, um, in the future, at least in this fight, what Keanu learned was that you can't allow, you know, the time to go by expecting that you're going to have the opportunity to, to, to break in and, and get your own things off. And I think in life, it's the same way. As I said before, don't be complacent, my, my people. Don't, don't, um, don't sit out here and wait right now. If you're trying to be a fighter, if you're trying to be, you know, whatever it may be, a freaking, I don't know, an accountant, a, a librarian, I don't know, but don't talk about doing it two, three years, four years down the road, you should start talking about doing it now, put it out in the atmosphere and the universe and get out there and start finding out the steps. Even if they're small, minute, little bitty steps, you have to do these things. If you want to get somewhere and, you know, don't rest on your successes. So, you know, as regards to the gym, Jim's been doing pretty well, but for me, I want more for the gym and for the people at the gym. So, you know, that being said, I want to um, start a kids program, which I'm going to do probably in the next couple of weeks. So I don't want to rest on, you know, success, successes of the gym because then it becomes bland and, you know, it levels, you know, it's always lateral motion. And that's not, you know, the idea that I have. The idea that I have is to help more and more people along the way. And the only way to do that is to add more and more opportunities to do that. Um, also, another way to defeat, defeat complacency is to, be competitive with yourself. Be better than you were the day before, the year before, the week before. You know, mark your accomplishments, note them so that you know what you have to do. Um, you can you can mark and note your your um, I don't want to call them obviously failures, but the things that you didn't accomplish, so you can see you know what you can still continue to try to accomplish. Uh, don't be don't get complacent. This world moves too fast. Obviously, with the world of social media, which God, I'm so tired of hearing that phrase, but the reality is everything moves very quickly. So don't sit and rest on your laurels or your successes. Get out there and accomplish more if that's what you're choosing to do. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yo, I did career day at my daughter's school and it went way better than I expected. Um, I took it sort of last minute. That's number one. Number two, I didn't really know what order I was going to go in. I didn't know anything. So I, I've done this in the past, but it's been a while. So I snatched a couple of belts off the gym wall, a couple of jujitsu medals. And I went there only for one purpose besides, you know, talking about Muay Thai to the kids. It was to not embarrass my daughter because it's her class and I'm constantly embarrassing her. So 
when I got there, I walked into the class and I see a couple of ladies sitting in the back and I'm thinking, oh, those must be a couple of other parents for career day, which it turns out I don't think they were. They might have been teacher's assistants and the teacher's at the front. And I'm like, hey, should I sit in the back with those parents? And she said, no. And she pointed to the board. She says, you're first today. So, you know, you can start. I walked in with my duffel bag and I had just set it on the floor and I look up and there's like 30 kids, seven year olds staring at me uh, with broken voice. Hey, good morning, kids. Anyway, I quickly adjusted and delved into Muay Thai and what it means. And I taught them to say, which was great because I had them screaming it by the time I left. I got them to stand up and throw punches. I passed the belts around and it was great. And I don't know that any of them will get into Muay Thai, but I do know that it was great to um, expose them to Muay Thai and martial arts and that kind of thing in that setting. And again, I love kids. And I think that was also why I was like, you know what, I'm ready to do my kids class now. And it's just going to be what it is. And hopefully I can grow it and make it into something super special. Um, so that's that. Okay, I guess we're here again, talking about fighter pay. Uh, Francis, obviously, Francis Ngannou, UFC heavyweight champion, obviously beat Sergan. And basically was like, yo, I'm a prize fighter. I fight for the prize. I've been mistreated. I've been all of these things. Now, the thing is, is we know this about the UFC. This is not new. And anyone that says a fighter should not get paid more, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it's, it's regardless of what the situation is, fighters should get paid more. It doesn't matter that the organization is like, oh, it's their greatest organization. Yes, it's the greatest organization in the in the form of of putting on fights. Are they the greatest at promoting their fighters? I wouldn't say so. Um, have they done some good things in that way? For sure. But they're still doing show and win money, for goodness sakes. Like, if that's not any... I can't even compare it to other sports. I can just simply say... Fighters need basic protective laws in place to help them. They need ethical business practice practices from the major organizations. I don't care what organization it is. They know when a fighter's done, they're beat up. Now they want to treat a fighter like an employee while they're with the organization, even though they're independent contractors. But when the fighter is now retired and going through medical issues, now they don't want to treat them like they were an employee. They want to treat them like they're an independent contractor. So that being said, yes, the UFC does things for people and then it doesn't do things for other people. And then if you're there and you're like, I see you're using, you know, you're gaining from my value. I would like to also get from my value. They're like, well, no, you can't have that. We own your likeness. We own the rights to your very face. How is that fair? I don't, I don't think it is. Um, fighters definitely sign on contracts because they want to get the prestige of the UFC, but they're also under the impression that the UFC is going to do their part in making sure they get their set of number of fights, their opportunities, their promotion, their marketing, all these different things that a lot of times the UFC doesn't do because they either don't like the fighter or the fighters like at the end of their contract and they're trying to set them up for another bad contractual deal. 
I can't speak for every fighter in the world. All I can say is people right now out here are trying to get more money for every kind of job. You know, people, billionaires are trying to get more money. Millionaires are trying to get more money. Fighters not only are trying to get more money, they deserve more money. The tactics of separating fighters um, in order to take advantage of them is obvious and clear. What do we do about it? I don't know. You know, I think it was a similar situation in college football, maybe worse, where the players' likenesses are being used for video games, selling jerseys, everything. But they're not receiving any benefit. Now, UFC fighters are receiving receiving benefit, but they're not receiving benefit on balance and on par to other people and other organizations that are making money, um, the kind of money that the UFC is making. We can talk about this until we're blue in the face. Until somebody gets involved that can do something legally, um, they're going to be stuck in the same turmoil. Until fighters other than Francis decide, yo, man, I'm just not, I'm, I'm worth more than, than this. My head is getting smashed. I'm getting elbowed. You're, I'm not making enough. Show and, show and win. So if I don't win, I just get half my money. We're, this is still, this is still where we are in the UFC. I mean, I guess so, but there has to be change at some point. Um, perhaps it's now. I don't know. I wish all the fighters out there luck. I hope that they, I've said this before on this very same podcast, know your value, get your value. We can say what we want, but you know, they're trying to basically pigeonhole everybody to having the same manager. And if they have the same manager, obviously they can get the deals done that they want. So, you know, get your worth. Know your value, have people around you that you trust, that you love, that love you, and that will do the business deals that are beneficial for you in the long term. Because when you're limping on that leg and you need help, uh, you know, via, you know, donations or whatever, you'll wish that your person, your, your manager would have made better deals for you. And you wish you would have wished that you would have chosen to take a stronger stance on what you're, you're paid. I love y'all. Get paid out there. Um, I think the young folks say, uh, don't fumble the bag. That's it for episode number 52. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, tell a friend. I love doing this show. I'm going to do it as often as possible. I have so much going on at the gym and I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, if you want to stop by the gym, hit us up www.luckysmt.com. We'll set you up with a trial class. You can stop by, check us out if you like it. We'll sign you up and you can start your Muay Thai journey. And like I said, if you've done it before, Excellent. We'd love to have you in there. Maybe we'll learn some stuff from you. If you're new to it, we can't wait to show you uh, everything that we know to bring you some joy in this game. All right. Peace. I'm out.